Gun Paul Show, episode 21. We're two weeks behind, or roughly so, and this code opening sucks, but it's not my fault. We are going to blame, um, I don't know, blame democracy. Thanks, Scott. It's your fault. Fuck democracy. <laughs> give, me a, give me a socialist government that just, that, you know, will actually work. Paul Show, episode 21. Hey, Scott, how's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good. Yeah, sounds like it. Well, first things first, this is all part of the EA curse because it's real. We haven't talked about this in a couple weeks since you've been gone trying to fight off this curse, but, well, it's it's because Dan's gone. It's, it's his fault. If he was here, he could have stopped this, but... He's on assignment trying to find out why the EA curse is real, and it is. McGregor could have stopped this, but he he, he went down faster than the forum prom queen. Yeah, yeah, I just hope that they have a freaking debate game starring Hillary or Sanders. <laughs> so those fuckers can, so those socialist bastards can get broke. But yeah, I mean, Conor McGregor, man, I mean, are you freaking serious? I mean, not that the Diaz has sold their soul. That's all there is to it. Uh, so everybody who's on any EA game cover gets their ass beat. Then Ronda Rousey gets on UFC 2. She immediately gets her ass beat. Well, I hear she's eating apples now. And then you go to McGregor. Gets put on the exact same cover. Boom. He gets his ass beat. Sorry, but there's a freaking curse. It's the nature of the fight game. But, I mean, these guys, are they're pushing their luck being on the EA covers. Just the way it is. Ronda Rousey apparently didn't eat solid food for quite some time after getting knocked out. So, I mean, you, I mean there's such a thing as a coincidence, but when it's every single guy. Well, I mean, you look at all the um, the football games, the football covers, Madden, Curse. So, this, this is the vast majority of those guys had a, a, a an injury that affected their season. Um, injury or a shit year? Yeah, this one or the other. Drops. Yeah, this is pretty bad. Um, Miyamoto. Mitomo. Mitomo, it's both. It's a shit title. Maybe EA has something to do with this. It has launched 
in japan um the reviews that i've heard on um heard some guys talk about on the game informer podcast it is um <laughs> it's uh it it's not so uh, you cannot buy uh brand awareness social app no 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 it's it's not so much where you can um English, do you speak it, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> this game doesn't. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm trying to think. It's a free-to-use social messaging app. Well, well yeah, but I'm, I'm trying to, to think of, of how they actually... It's... God, it's... We are not going to like it. I mean, it's... It's not overall intrusive as far as making money and, and wanting money. I mean, the only thing you're really going to buy is just clothes for your character. You're not buying rooms for your character. It's just clothing. Really, it's stupid. And yeah, I mean, there's a... There's a Apparently a million suckers born every minute for this show. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it's asking um, when when you first download the app, it's asking, you know, what uh, social apps do you have like Twitter and, and Facebook? I don't think like Google Plus or Twitch or anything like that. It's just kind of the big two. And then that is when you connect. Probably Nintendo Network as well, wherever the heck we have now. And that is the only way that you can connect to your friends. That's it. And that's how you build your social network from there. And then it will ask you, you know, kind of simple questions from there, like what's your favorite food, favorite movie, yada, yada, yada. And then you answered a question from there, basically. And then you can respond to whatever my answer is. And you will have up to like maybe three bubbles of, of dialogue. And I can see your friend's response on your page, but I can't answer to that. So they're, they kind of make sure that you cannot have like, your friends come in there and troll on somebody else's page or some stranger come in there and do that bullshit. And even if say I know somebody in your, on your friend's page who I haven't known for like years, but Hey, I know that guy. I cannot actually go in there and befriend them unless I go through some it's, kind of bullshit. It's Nintendo it's trying to, to play safe, but if I know you, though, I'll say, hey, Scott, fucker, I know that guy. Give me their contact info. So it's, it's, uh, it's Nintendo. Um, there is, like, some type of mini game in there, 
I think it's somewhat like that weird ass um Vag arcade type bullshit. Yeah, you can get like clothes that are exclusive to that little mini game. Uh, maybe there'll be some updates to it. I don't know. This is whatever. It's a fucking mobile game. It's it's not gonna be um it's not Mario. It's not Metroid. No. I mean, it's Tam- Tamagotchi Life. Where the fuck the name of that game is? It's a part of a larger. Um, I think they were hoping hoping to bring twenty five so. million dollars a month or some bullshit like that. Sorry, that ain't gonna happen. Probably not. So yeah, okay. So me Tomo. Yeah. Whoop the fucking do. It's supposed to come out within the next this, this month in America. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles will be out in two days. And um, Scott will be bitching like a motherfucker here in a couple of days on the next podcast because guess what? Uh, as we said before, there's no co-op, but they did explain why there's no co-op. It's because that the only way they can figure out how to put co-op in this game is if they did a split-screen multiplayer. Yeah, that's right. That's you, you cannot actually... Terrible idea to do such a thing. To where you have two players on the screen at the same time. Remember back on the 8 bit systems where you put two people on the screen at the same time? No. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game, and Ninja Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project, Double Dragon, Double Dragon 2, (laughs) yeah, Double Dragon 3. Yeah, basically almost every arcade. uh, River and every. SNES game on 16 bit and an 8 bit. Then no. Turtles 4, Turtles in Time. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, you, you would have to actually do a split screen for this game. You cannot actually put everybody on the screen at the same time. You have to split the screen. And well, if we did that, well, you, you uh, fuck, that would just kill the frame rate. NES play action football with the fucking satellite attachment? <laughs> I'm just saying. I know these were simpler type of games, but developer use developers use the maximum amount of resources for the maximum gameplay potential rather than pushing fucking pixels. And this is the bitch about this current gen. Is you fucking to me, it's a fucking waste to have even upgraded. We were all expecting there to be some sort of a leap, um, like we have with the last gen, but the last gen leap was all about graphics and online marketplaces. Yay! You know, freaking sweet. I appreciate sweet graphics. I'm going to build me a fat ass computer sometime this year. But the thing is, they're they're just wanting to drop gameplay experiences at the expense of this stuff, or because they don't want to put the time into it. Because we got these tight deadlines, and we got to push the graphics to get people to buy our product that's never going to be finished. That's just the way it is, and that's why to me the fucking to me console gaming specifically has fucking taken a huge turn for the worse with the launch of the PS4 and the Xbox One. Just the way it is. And the Wii U is its own fucking failure for other reasons, but at least they fucking had quality titles, first-party titles, that let you sit down with fucking friends and family in goddamn person and play like fucking human beings instead of fucking those fat fucks from Wally. <laughs> I mean that's I mean Jesus Christ man seriously but Scott do you not want to experience 
online gaming like a real human being. That's the future. You can be I like the future right gaming. now. Jesus criminy. Everything's fucking online. You know, we should have saw this when... That's why you have an Xbox One. The original it's Xbox online, motherfucker. attacking online features. Even if they didn't have gameplay, they had a feature like leaderboards and shit. Everybody's wanting to shove fucking online down your throat. And I remember reading message board forums. People were fucking bitching. This is cool fucking red gaming, yada, yada, yada. I'm starting to agree, man. I'm starting to agree. It's, it's, I mean, we bitch about a lot of stuff, but the online fucking world is fucking gaming in the long run. It's, you got, like I said, marketplaces is what it's all about, which, I mean, yes, they need to make money, but man, you know, quality product will fucking sell too. Plain and simple. So I was about to go on a big, long fucking rant about, but it's not worth fucking ranting about because it's not going to fucking change. Graphics aren't that fucking good anyway. No, I mean, I mean, and it's not even, oh, well, you're expecting a huge leap from like we had from the Xbox to the Xbox 360. Nope, not even expecting that, but. No, you can't. One drop this, this is a particle effects didn't improve because we increased the fucking pixels. No, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're, you're going from fucking 480p to 1080p. That's a huge fucking leap. Yeah, yeah, that was more. Yeah, that was a big leap, but it's all about pushing more fucking pixels, more fucking. Um, Oh my God! We don't need, like fucking look at te- look at the fucking grass in games. Still, are you fucking serious? We can't do better grass than that. What was it? There was a game I was playing not too long ago. Um, I, I can bitch about Nintendo. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles X. You know, playing it and you fuck it. First off, you get these cracked out fucking looking player models. That's a design choice. But like the grass looks good in some places, but at some angles, it's like fucking Duke Nukem grass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Jesus Christ. Are we seriously here? But I mean, you know, it's pretty good. But it's a beautiful game in its own right. But oh, it's very beautiful. Yeah, the immersion. There's so many games that are using just fucking crap ways of putting plant life out there, or particles, or explosions. Even I mean, it's just come on. Let's move on to the next gen already. Well, when so, you, you're looking at games that still can't do shading right. I mean, you can have the most beautiful game in the world, but as soon as you get up to uh, a shadow, it's yeah. just, it looks like somebody's playing fucking checkers. <laughs> yeah, again, draw distances, you know. I mean, Jesus Christ, invisible walls everywhere. You know, we still can't open fucking doors on most of the buildings in these open world games because, you know, they don't want to fucking render the fucking interior models and textures of the buildings. Um, we have not advanced as far power is being utilized for game recording and fucking online marketplaces. That's it. But That's just, what we utilized our power for. But just think if Microsoft would have been able to have their system the way they wanted to, you could have had the power of the cloud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they wouldn't have had the power of my wallet had they done it that way. Right. Because you know what? Even with the power of the cloud, guess what? We're not going to get everything we just bitched that we should have. Because it's going to be used to fucking do online gaming only and uh, give you content faster, and, which, I mean, are good things in their own right, but it's it's all about that marketplace. It's not about gameplay. But then you wouldn't be able to enjoy any of that shit because you'd be paying everything out the ass to your cable company because you don't have, you know. Yeah, if you have to stream or download all of your fucking shit, dude, you're talking about adding a huge expense because, you know, in my area... 
um, because of the uh, bandwidth cost. Yeah, Microsoft doesn't get that. Yeah, not, I mean, not to mention, was it like a third or 25% of America doesn't have a fucking internet anyways? You know, you're oh, talking about losing, if you're talking about 25% of America, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's tens of millions of people. Yeah, tens of millions. Rolling the same thing out where they're, they're capping everybody. Well, it's just not a cap. We do not stop you at a certain point. We just make you pay more money. Yeah. Well, it's like 75 million people or so. Yeah. <laughs> it's your potential customers. Which I know this, that some of the people are kids and grandparents that are 80. It's not going to buy an Xbox One, but, uh, you know, whatever. You you need to have the, the Blue Ocean strategy, as long as you have a good product, is a pretty good idea. But while we're on, on the subject, did you see Microsoft's latest PR blunder? Which one's that? The 300? No, not G the price. GDC? Is that the one where they're going to have multiple versions of Xboxes? No, no, we covered that. It's, it's where they were talking about how um, they brought all. Uh, how they need to be more diversity in like girl gamers, I mean girl developers. So uh, I think they had like a bunch of like female uh, developers up there or some bullshit. Okay. And like, well, oh, that's good. And then as soon as they did that, they had a bunch of <laughs> girl dancers on the stage and oh dressed, dressed up in like little uh, schoolgirls outfits or some bullshit. Yeah. Go, uh, just do a quick. Yeah, bit, I'm googling right now. I need to see this. Yeah, that's uh, that's some fucking um, Samsung shit right there. Oh my god! Did they actually do that? Are they that fucking stupid? But what what the fuck do you think? These are the same people who say if you want to fucking play games without the internet, get a fucking Xbox One. Xbox. Are you looking at it? Yeah. I heard about it on, um, I think Leo Laporte show one of his. Is it as bad as I thought? I didn't look at the pictures, but listen, hmm. I, I I don't really have a problem with casual sexism. I don't. Well, I'll tell you right now. But when you're trying to, when you're putting an event like this on especially in the current environment, you might want to think this through a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Is it that bad? Well, I see like one, f a video. Um, Is it like a booth bay bad? Yeah. I mean, it's not like Duke Nukem booth bay bad or it's not the former EA E3 bad. Is it? I mean, everything in its time and place is okay. I don't. I mean, I think your booth babes are fine to an extent, but it's well. Wait a minute. I'm not seeing anything about female game developers being a, a focus of this. I think they was they kind of just decided they were talking about it. Yeah. Here's where they really, I mean, I, I think they're kind of pushing the envelope anyways, but yeah, Microsoft's earlier Thursday had hosted a women in gaming luncheon at the conference. Oh, that was it. And then, the, then they, and then turn it. Yeah. I mean, they turned right around and then like, here's some dancing tits. 
Yeah, that's pretty stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, speaking of dancing tits, PlayStation VR sold out. Um, with the pre-orders. But here's the kicker. Um, in order to play the actual PlayStation VR, you have to buy a camera. And guess what? In the initial pack, they didn't put a fucking camera in it. Good job, PlayStation. You Is really fucking the, care about your people. The regular PlayStation camera? Yeah, the new one, the new plate that came out at the PlayStation 4. You okay, have to have at least it isn't yeah. something else. Well, the uh, the PlayStation Move, you don't need it. That's just for extra games, some of the games. Well, yeah, I know that. But, I mean, it's just they're a little connect ripoff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as long as they don't create something new, because say you're a guy that has the connect ripoff, and now we've got VR coming out, so we've got a new connect ripoff that you have to have. It's, that's what I was asking. I was yeah. Like, yeah I, well, just, it, it, okay, because I'd be pissed if I had that camera. No, no, no. Um because it needs it for the motion tracking for the head, for head mounting. Um, Oculus does the same thing. So does the uh, Vive. All of them do it. The um, And when they were asked, well, why did you not include it in, in the box? And Sony, I forgot which head of marketing or VP or whoever the fuck it was, said, well, so many people already have one, we figured you know, we'll just go ahead and sell it separately. Mm, oh yeah, everybody already fucking has one. It was so so popular with our our. Um, go to the GameStop semis in the fucking plastic yeah. baggies on the wall. Yeah, so because what was their um, uh, what the fuck is their um, online service that they use for streaming now? No, no, they're um, online video service. View? No, when you play games online. Twitch? They're streaming. Streaming. Fuck, I don't remember what's I called. Forgot. But um, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And then it was like two days later, they said, okay, uh, yeah, we actually have a bundle where you can buy everything. But well, the I would hope so. It's fucking retarded not to have... They should not even have a skew that doesn't have that fucking camera in it well no i take that back it should say in big fucking letters on the one that doesn't have the camera yeah. camera required okay but, for yeah. the ones that do have it so they don't have to buy a camera over again so they should have two different skews yeah the but, initial box is uh four hundred dollars without the playstation move uh and the um camera is four hundred dollars Horses will come out sometime in October. And the um, the camera bundle is with the move is uh, um, shit ton of cords in that thing. Is some price. I forgot. Well, it see, this uh, is the thing. Uh, the reason why is because you actually get an extra little um, box. See that um, gray little looking piece of shit up there? Yep. There's an extra little um, box that comes with it. It, it kind of looks like a like a mini PlayStation. 
Cause uh, you need extra horsepower to run the VR. Cause the PlayStation <clears throat> Four and the headset is actually not powerful enough to actually do the VR itself. So <laughs> horsepower, <laughs> run. Yeah, Twitch motherfuckers. <laughs> you got to buy more fucking power to fucking run your shit because we we can record games. Yay yeah. fucking ha. I, so, mean, I guess it's cool for the people that are fucking making money off that shit, but I'm yeah. just saying there's your, there's your fucking marketplace and your fucking yeah. online centric horseshit. Yeah, so it's 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 yeah. not powerful enough to actually do 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 the shit. So you need just a little bit more oomph. fucking hilarious. It is just fucking hilarious. I'm not sure what's actually inside it and, and what it does, but I know there's an extra VR shit. I'm not, I'm not sure what it is that's inside there, if there's extra RAM or, or what the fuck the box is in there, but there's something extra in there. I haven't actually looked into it, but I remember they were talking about it on, it's like Game Informer or something, but there's something extra in there that you got to actually hook up, hook up to. So, uh... <laughs> Where Oculus, there's not. And they actually did say on another podcast. Um, no, no, it was on an interview. It was um, uh, the guy from, um, it was um, Sony who was who said that the um, Oculus Rift, it, it is technically more powerful and better than um, the, the point Sony's. The Oculus is a better system. So, I'll wait for the reviews. Well, I mean, well, it depends on what you want, but it's, if you're talking specs wise, the Oculus is a better system. Now, as far as what you're doing it for, the games, Sony's going to have probably more developers and a better lineup because there's what, 30, 40 million fucking. PlayStation is out there. Yeah. I need to see Alien Isolation patched for this shit, even though I know they said they won't. And Slave Leia fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Slave Leia Simulator. Well, we're working on that. All we need to do is, is this um, hack the files from Battlefront, and, and we're good to go. Yeah. Now, now that I've got a PC powerful, I fucking do it. Yeah, this VR and all this shit, I'm definitely waiting to purchase me a PC. Well, all you got to do is just build your PC. We're good to go. You don't have to build yours as powerful as mine. Oh, well, when I build one, it's going to, the motherfuckers will get up and become self aware at some point. Well, let's go ahead and build one like mine. All right, then. Yeah. Um, and the last bit of gaming news uh, Telltale announced some of their um, uh, Batman. At the um, where was this at? Um, Gotham City. No, at the um, where were they at? Mm, it doesn't say where they're actually at. It just talks about the game. Well, they were at a festival somewhere. Okay, they were at a festival somewhere. Anyway, um, South by Southwest, and then <clears throat> announced oh. some of the um. Yeah. Details. Um, 
basically you uh, see um is set in uh, the modern world it will it's not tied to any iteration of batman games films or comics so a brand new universe story will focus on bruce and batman it is not an examination of the extended bat family i.e robin or nightwing Fans can expect certain serious staples such as Alfred, Vicky Vale, James Gordon, Renee Montoya. Telltale is looking to keep the villains more tightly under wraps until closer to premiere. Certain characters will have a deeply personal relationship with Bruce in his private life, and decisions made as Bruce or Batman will affect their paths towards corruption or redemption. So I'm guessing you're going to have your typical... Alfred will remember that. Selena will remember that. Uh, the player's actions will help shape the Gotham that Bruce deals with during the day, as well as the criminals that Bruce faces at night. Team is committing to non-photorealistic interpretation of the universe, enhancing the engine and technology to deliver a more seamless living comic book art direction. Taking inspiration from the works over 75 years of artists such as Jim Lee, Greg Capullo, and Neil Adams. And um, like some of the other Telltale games, this will be a, in, uh, not in 17, a M17 rating. Cool. Game definitely sounds interesting. Yeah, and I think back to the other Telltale games I played, I'm wondering where if you're shaping the criminals you face at night, like what is it going to have a more robust robust environment and combat system i don't Rather know just your view. shitty well i mean yeah it's a it's a point and click adventure basically so the, the, the last telltale game that i played that i mean uh, you know um uh, the wolf among us was fucking great and it had some action sequences so i I think maybe that might be the direction they're going because I can't see them going more hardcore than that. If they step too far outside the box, it's going to be a failure. Yeah, we'll see. In more movie news, uh, Mark Hamill, well, more movie news, but uh, Batman news over into the movies, Mark Hamill has confirmed that he will be playing the Joker in The Killing Joke. So we now definitely have uh, Batman and Joker. That being um, Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill will be in The Killing Joke. I'm excited. And they have been given the clearing by DC, well, Time Warner, to make this a R rating if they want to go that way. I mean, you've got Conroy and and Hamill. I mean, I'm sorry, but I mean, those that's your best Batman and Joker. Yep, and simple. And you got one of the best Batman stories ever. So and the best Batman story ever. So one of the best. Yep, and um, Bruce Tim is producing this, so you got all the best elements right there, and yep. there no Zack Snyder. So true. 
<laughs> this is good. <sighs> However, on to something that is not maybe so good. Harrison Ford is going to be 77 years old when Indiana Jones 5 comes out in 2019. Yeah. God, I mean, are you excited to see Indiana Bones? You ageist. Well, I'm just speaking the truth. July, I mean, 19, July 19, 2019. Indiana Jones. Now, is he going to be fighting aliens again? I hope not. The other the question I have. Um, Lucas apparently isn't involved. So when was the last what was the last good Spielberg movie? Is he due for a good one? He's kind of doing the Ridley Scott thing, isn't he? Oh. Up and down a little bit. We're due for a good one. Just saying. I mean, there was there was a lot to like about Crystal Skull, but there was just so much to hate. <laughs> mm -hmm. Namely, Shalabouf. Let's see here. Yeah. He's working on Ready Player One. He did Lincoln. Yeah. Was Lincoln any good? I haven't seen Lincoln. Who's that about? It's a joke. <laughs> War Horse. Was that good? Uh, let's see. We got... He did Crystal Skull, Adventures of 1010, War Horse, Lincoln, A Bridge of Spies. Wolf of Wall Street. No, he wasn't. No, he, he wasn't. He wasn't a director. He was involved, but he wasn't a director. The last films he's directed is Crystal Skull. A Timeless Call was a documentary short. That doesn't count. Ten Ten, War Horse, Lincoln, Bridge of Spies. Yeah, I see that. He's he's been executive producer on a bunch of movies, but he hasn't directed a whole lot. Yep. Ten Ten was okay. He directed Lincoln. I like Ten Ten. I haven't seen War Horse. Um, I haven't seen Bridge of Spies. Can we count Ten Ten since that's an animation? If he directed it, I mean, he's still in charge of all that. I mean, everything. Well, all right. Well, mm. <laughs> he's executive producer on a shit ton of stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Short He's not knocking him out of the park like he was. I'll say that. Yeah, short list for Han Solo. Um, I got uh, Lincoln was nominated for Best Picture. I haven't seen that. Yeah, and it was nominated for twelve awards. So we got. So maybe he is still knocking him out of the park. New casting shortlist for the young Han Solo is down to three people, according to sources last week in London. We to Taron Egtron, the Kingsman and Eddie and the Eagle. Uh, Jack Reinard, Reiner, whatever the fuck his name is, Transformers: Eggs of Extinction, and Alan Agnark. <laughs> From Hell Caesar. Fuck these people. Let's go with the guy who looks like Star Lord. Yeah, seriously. Just fucking do that guy. Just hire Chris Pratt. Yeah. Oh, Be God. With yeah. 
Um, God, why? I don't want any of these fuckers. I don't want a young fucking Han Solo film. This is stupid. I, I mean, I wouldn't care to watch one. I just have no faith they won't fuck it up. That's my problem. They've already fucked it up because they're making one. I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying that whoever plays Han Solo cannot win. This Why even fucking make one? Exactly. Why? why? This is why I did not want Disney to make a fucking Star Wars, even get their hands on the fucking Star Wars franchise, because they're going to do stupid shit like this. Mm-hmm. Go fucking forward with the franchise, not go back. Yeah. What's like Rogue One? Am I going to go see it? Yes, I am. Just go ahead and fucking get that shit out of the way. Well, that's but fine. I'm- <laughs> That's fine. You're telling a story that has not been told. That's within the Star Wars. Yeah, universe. but we know how it's like it's kind of like the whole thing about Darth Vader. You know how it's going to fucking end. You know that at some point, you you know the broad way it's going to end. You may not know the fucking finer details like who lives, who escapes, but pretty much they're going to hand the fucking plans over to Princess Leia at some point, and yeah. Vader's will lay a fucking yeah. smackdown on everybody. Yeah, that's fine. But, I mean, that's like us reading fucking Star Wars comic. That's still fucking awesome. But we know Han Solo is going to... We know that Luke's going to fucking kill Vader. I get I get what you're saying. Yeah. I understand. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I guess it makes more sense. But yeah. But you're not recasting somebody to play fucking... I mean, Especially these iconic roles. Yeah. But you're filling in gaps of a story of a bigger picture. But when you're recasting somebody to play somebody who's not even fucking dead, that's just fucking stupid. It's just like when, ah, it's fuck it. I'm done. Beetlejuice is two is not happening. Says Tim Burton's rep. Apparently, uh, it's just not fucking happening folks. Moving on. There's no point really. Yeah. At least not at this point. Uh, there is a Metro 23, 2033 movie currently in the works. Okay, that's interesting. There you go. Um, uh, I love the world of Metro. Uh, apparently, uh, like a week or two ago, this is old news now, um, Neville broke his fucking ankle in shin on Monday Night Raw, so there's another guy who's, who's on the injured roster. Wow. So um, there you fucking go. WWE is fucked. So Neville is out, and uh, Sting. Uh, apparently, TMZ um, jumped ahead and said that Sting is going to be is officially retired now, for he has uh, spinal stenosis, and Sting was. Stopped. I think it was today by TMZ. He said, "So, hey, fucker, how's it feel being retired?" He's like, "I'm not officially retired yet, fuckers." So, don't report somebody's retired yet until they actually say they're retired. Of course, at the Hall of Fame ceremony, he may say I'm retired, but you never know. Okay, now I'm still hoping for Lex Luger to roll out and. Turn on him one last time. Yeah, turn him one, one last turn heel. But um, that is it for the news. Um, no NWA review this week because we're two weeks behind. Um, 
And it wasn't that good to begin with this time. Yeah, the last two weeks has been pretty, um, pretty bad. Um, they did do the Crockett and um, seeds. Um, fucking Road Warriors are number one seed, which it should be the Midnight Express. Um, however. What we will do is what we promised a long time ago is the ROH review for the 14th anniversary show. As soon as I bring up the uh, fucking notes, which we don't have, so we're going to have to go by match by my match listing. ROH anniversary show. Um, I'm going to have to Wikipedia this shit. Oh, yeah, I've got it here. It's Silas Young, Cheeseburger, Guido, and Will Ferrara in a four-way match. That was the um, dark match. No, that's a dark match. Okay, I was getting ready to say I don't remember that. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii and Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish. Three-way match for the TV title. Yes, Ishii. Roderick, Ishii, Mr. Uh, he is from... Representing uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Scott, what did you think of this match? That's that guy with the big fucking skull. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. That's yeah, I mean. Uh, has the knockdown drag guys with. I watched. In, uh, in, uh, I watched the first three matches last week. And then I watched the other seven matches today. So I'm a little shady on this. One thing I'll say about Ring of Honor, and I don't know, you maybe you can explain the purpose to me, but is the repeated elbow strikes to the face that they just stand and fucking do. What's up with that? Um, closed fists are illegal. There's okay, I'm, I'm tracking that, but like, well, I mean, it's it's is it like a rest? Is it a the, the closed? Well, I mean, Ring of Honor is supposed to be about honor so closed fists are illegal so you don't do closed fist okay that's an illegal move so you try to not cheat it seems to me i saw a lot of closed fists tonight but anyways well i mean it's a pay-per-view and, ah. and you so you're gonna let go a little bit. i just it's i love ring of honor what i've watched it's very good i like it better than what i'm seeing in wwe but when they start throwing forearms i just want to go to sleep <laughs> I'm just like, oh my oh, god, here we go again. When you throw the forearms, uh, it's more of a strong style, like neutral. Uh, so you're going to get that loud smacking sound. So it's going to be smack. Yeah, every match had like the same fucking. Um, oh shit! I know what the wrestling term is at the moment. Spot. Yeah, they all had the same spot. Every fucking match had multiple spots. The same thing of elbow, elbow, elbow. Yeah, elbow. Well, it's, it's New Japan. Okay, well, anyways, you're going to get it's a, it's a minor complaint. It doesn't excite me. Well, it's, it's like in when you go to um, New Japan, when they're, I mean, it's dead silent in, in the crowd. Uh-huh. So if you, if you do a bunch of like hand smacking, like when The Rock does a punch, or in, in America, it looks fake as fuck because it is. But 
if you do a strong forearm for the fucking face, you're going to hear it across the entire arena. You gotcha. have to you have to get your shit and you have to lay it in. So, so that's what you do. So, yeah. Well, anyways, there's a bunch of headbutts. <laughs> there's yeah. a bunch of forearm strikes. Um, what was the finish on this one? Because I watched this one last week. But I've watched a few Ishii matches in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I don't remember, but I know Ishii got the win. Yeah, Ishii won. I'm just trying to think what the fuck he did. Anyways, I watched this one last week. BJ Whitmer, I want to punch this motherfucker. Like, really bad. <laughs> he probably beat my ass, but that's not the point. Um, I instantly disliked this guy when I laid eyes on him. And uh, I don't know. He, he's he's actually pretty good. I'll give him that. First laid eyes on him. I'm thinking, this is one of these guys eating cans of dog food at the fucking local YMCA wrestling match or something. Um, guy can work. Guy can work. I think He played the crowd well, too. I think he's one of the bookers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's good. I mean, he does his job. I hate his guts. So, um, but the you know the guy that stood out to me the most tonight, or on the show, on the pay per view, was Dalton Castle with the boys. I thought that the boys. Dude, yeah, that dude's freaking angle he's playing is awesome. Him putting those guys on their hands and knees and walking on their backs. Oh yeah, I love Dalton Castle. I am definitely a fan of this guy. Yeah. Um, the go-to, go to go Godo, Gato 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 he, he kind of botched the finish and then had to do it again. But whatever. Uh, the thing with um, yeah, yeah, keep going. Yeah, they, they, Goto is awesome, but um, this match was something that was it was a weird seeing these two fuckers work each other. I didn't think that they would actually put on a, a good match with each other because it's kind of a clash of styles. Then again, clash of styles kind of work, but it's, it's fucking weird. But Dalton's I'd never, awesome. I've never seen that finish before. So it's the um, the actual move used. I've never seen it. So, Oh, wait a minute. Going back to B.J. Whitmer. <laughs> oh, the, the finish. Shot. You get a finish. Best finish ever. Just a big fucking boot to the balls. Match over. <laughs> it was great. Um, but yeah, anyways, Dalton Castle's probably my favorite performance. Wasn't my favorite match. My favorite performance, though, out of a single wrestler was Dalton Castle. That was uh that was epic. Um, but it wasn't so much the physical skills, which he was pretty good at. It was the way he just his character and the way he played the crowd, man. I love yeah. the guy. The guy's good. He's got a good ring presence, and he really stood out. Whereas, like, I, I'm new to the Young Bucks. They're technically amazing, but they don't have the ring presence for me, to me personally. So, yet, maybe they'll grow on me. Keep going. I'll be right back. All right, so Alex Shelley and Christopher Daniels. We had a um, – this was kind of a boring match for me. I didn't pay I, – I quit paying attention. We had a guy come out as a general and he's marked around with his hands on his back. And I mean, that was fresh to me considering, you know, I don't, I'm new to ROH, but a lot of guys that are characters like that. I, I my most of my experience the last couple of years has been watching WWE. So the characters quit existing in my mind. I mean, you got people that's, they, they I don't know. They're just not characters like they used to be. Um, these guys work pretty well, but it just wasn't a match that excited me. Um, 
The next match, though, the tag match is Hiro, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Michael Elgin uh, defeated the Briscoes, Jay Briscoe, Mark Briscoe. There was some like high velocity, high powered um, slams and stuff here that I hadn't seen before. There was uh, what was the one move? He picked him up. I don't know. Can't remember exactly what it was he did. I was just remember I texted Paul. Oh, that might help me. And I said, man, this match is so good. And uh, I mean, they beat the fuck out of each other. Like he's talking about the strong style, the stiff style, whatever. It's pretty good. Let's see, I was ninety minutes into the show, so that's halfway through the show. Tanahashi, Michael Elgin won. Um, the Elite, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Um, oh, that wasn't that jump next. I'm sorry, Kaz. Kazuchika Okada uh, wrestled Moose. Moose is my second favorite guy I watched tonight. That dude played the crowd really well. His athleticism is off the chart. He jumps up and freaking um, drop kicks Hiroshi Tanahashi, or not Tanahashi, Okada. Okada's sitting on the turnbuckle, top turnbuckle. This dude jumps up, kicks him in the face. I, I couldn't believe the speed and athleticism this guy has. His elevation he got on every move he did was amazing. And he had some pretty cool um, running attacks uh, where he spins around, throws the big punch and all that. But, I mean, he was he was legit. Moose is definitely one we'll pay attention to. And then he had the crowd. He'd do the fist pump, and they go, Moose, in between each pump. So, very good match. Moose lost, but whatever. Um, let's see. Then the Elite was Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus Kushida, ACH, and Matt Seidel. Matt Seidel took a fucking beating. Oh my gosh. When um, the Young Bucks, they tied up Seidel on the ropes, and then one of the Young Bucks jumped up, kicked him in the face, and Kenny Omega was behind him and caught him around the waist and then did a belly to back suplex on the ring ramp. And I, I mean, I don't know how you freaking fake that shit. I don't know. I don't know. I know it's not fake, but I don't know. I don't know how you give a good bump that protects you in that case. I don't know what the technique would be, but he slapped the freaking ramp so hard. I thought he killed himself. I thought this motherfucker ain't getting up. And of course, you know, this that is also the night wasn't started. It? Yeah. That the, uh, ramp bump. bump yes. Wow. That, that was the, uh, the fucking streamers. They probably spent about five hundred dollars on streamers when the young yeah. bucks came out. Yeah. Uh, young bucks. Uh, there was there was some moves that they were pulling out. I mean, they oh. were just off the chain. Yeah. Let's. Well, I left the room real, real quick to deal with something. Uh, Moose, not the greatest worker in the room, but uh. Okada, one of the best in the world. Moose did fucking great with Okada. Yeah, he did. I thought Moose looked really good, but that's the only time I've ever seen him. Yeah. And for a guy his size, he should not be able to do drop kicks the way he does. No, that's what I was talking about. I, he, I mean, he put him on the turnbuckle, jumped up, and just tapped him right in the fucking mouth. I was like, wow. Yeah, that was amazing. He could drop him over our head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was wrestling like a guy 60 or 70 pounds lighter. Okada's the type of guy who will work on your skill level. I mean, if you can put on a five-star match, Okada will put on a five-star match with you. If you put on a 
three-star match, that's the best you can do. Okada will say, well, fuck it. I am not going to put on a five-star match tonight. And he will work down to your level. But uh, Moose, I mean, he, he gave it to Moose. I think because New Japan, they, they look at Moose and they see this is a huge motherfucker and we can probably make a shitload of money with this guy because there's not a lot of guys that fucking big and huge in Japan. And this guy, I mean, he worked his ass off tonight. He was awesome. And they can probably make a lot of money with Moose in Japan. And so it, he was awesome. But back to the uh, Young Bucks match. Holy shit. This match was everywhere. Yeah. Uh, ACH, I'm guessing it's the guy's name. Yeah. They, he did this one move where he ran up. He hit. They were out the Young Bucks and the guy with the broom, uh, Kenny Omega, were outside Kenny the ring. Yeah. Yeah, they were outside the ring in a little cluster. And ACH runs across the ring, and his one foot just barely taps the middle rope. But he's got so much velocity. Basically, all he has to do to do a somersault is just make his body stiff. And his thighs hit the top rope, and it slingshots him over. Yeah. And he just fucking nails him. And the th- you remember in uh, The Road Warrior when the guy went flying off the bike and somersault? Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought of when that fucker went airborne. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, it's the crazy Mohawk motherfucker. Um, yeah, I mean, it, but that to me was one of the best moves I saw the whole night. Uh, I'm sure Bucks, they how they move and go over the ropes and through the ropes and around the ropes and jump through the ropes and then somersault off the apron in just such a fluid motion. I couldn't fucking believe it, dude. And I'm sure that you love Kenny Omega's Terminator spot. Yes, the Terminator spot was pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, the Young Bucks remind you like a combination of the Rock and Roll Express and the Rockers. It's all in one. And Ray Mysterio. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, this is definitely a... Um, Better than... As far as athletic agility, they actually seem more agile than Ray Mysterio. Yeah. Ray Mysterio before he blew his knee up. Before he blew his muscles up, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <clears throat> allegedly, but there's no denying it. Yeah. But yeah, this was definitely the match of the night. The triple super kicks were pretty cool. I had never seen the triple super kick before. Yeah. So uh, yeah. This um yeah, the elite went over to the are the um never open late open weight uh six man tag champions for New Japan and uh they they earned their fucking paycheck tonight. They fucking decimated, was it my Matt Sidale was the one who who jobbed tonight? Yeah. Yeah, they they hit him with the um, <laughs> everything. everything. I think it was they they hit him with the um. They hit him with the one armed. Shit. Ah. Uh, they they fucking killed him. I can't remember. One armed uh, angel. Oh, I was a tombstone where they. Tombstone, the guy. Well, they, they hit him with the Indy Taker. And I want to say that they hit him with um, AJ's finisher as well, but maybe they didn't. I don't know. They, well, they I think they hit him with more bang for your buck, and then they hit him with. Uh... Either way, they fucking killed poor Matt. But this was definitely the, the, the match of the night. So go out of your way and at least watch. Um, 
the elite against Meltzer driver. Mel, yeah, they hit him with the Meltzer driver. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They hit him with the Meltzer driver and then the one winged angel. Yeah, I know that because I went to their wiki and there was a picture that says Young Bucks performing the Meltzer driver on Channing yeah. Decker. Yeah, that's the move they hit him with. Yeah. But uh, 16 minutes and 57 seconds. That, that was awesome. And then we had uh, War Machine versus the All Night Express. You know what? These guys, it was a uh, no DQ match. They, they really tried hard, but you cannot fucking follow that match. It really that and I mean, other than a couple of really good bumps, the the ladder bump was fucking ridiculous. You shouldn't have done that. Oh my god, it's unnecessary. No, <laughs> no, especially following the match before. It's like guys, just leave the ladder alone. Fuck this. <laughs> How do they not break ribs and shit? I wouldn't. I don't, no, um, it was an okay match. I think after that first match, I'm, that that last. Uh, Tag team match, like I ain't fucking going out there. I blew my knee out. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, it was a decent match. So yeah. Um, I like their finisher. Was it called the Fallout? Yeah, Fallout. Yeah. But um, and then you had um Jay Lethal, one of the, one of the best guys in the world, versus Adam Cole, baby, and uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, which honestly, I think this would have been better if it was just Jay Lethal versus Adam Cole. Kyle Raleigh had no fucking reason to be in this match, other than um, Delirious just wanted to fucking piss me off and put Kyle Raleigh in there. But um, like I said, this would have been better without Kyle Raleigh. Um, again, it's very hard to follow that six-man tag match. But still, it was a very good match. Yeah, I didn't care much for O'Reilly. Um, now, when Adam Cole worked Kyle O'Reilly in the last pay-per-view, that was the match of the night. I'll give O'Reilly credit on one thing in my one time I've ever seen him wrestle. I never thought I could see triangle chokes and regular pro supine arm bars be exciting. They the guy was pretty good at keeping that stuff exciting. Go back and watch the um, last pay per view I have on here. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean that we have on our um, corporate account, and uh, it's the Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly match. That match was awesome. But um, of course, Jay Lethal um, gets to win. But um, the the best part of this match was. Again, it was Jay Lethal and Adam Cole. Yeah. Those two fucking sold the match. Kyle O'Reilly had no reason to be in this fucking match. Kyle O'Reilly is better when he is teaming with his partner, Bobby Fish. He's a better tag team guy. I think they're determined to make him a fucking champion. They're determined because he dominated most of the match. Yeah. He was the guy. He was the focus. Jay Lethal is fucking awesome as a champion. And Adam Cole is, is fucking awesome. Hill. And they're like, well, we can't have Hill and Hill main event. Yeah, you can. 
when you have Jay Lethal and Adam Cole in there, you don't need a fucking baby face in there to get heat or to get shine. I mean, you just you don't fucking need it. Kyle O'Reilly had no fucking reason to be in there. It was going to be a great fucking match with Jay Lethal and Adam Cole. And you just fucking threw him in there just to piss me off. I know why. But all in all, it was it was a pretty good pay-per-view. Um, I think you could have dropped a Whitmer and Adam Page match. And you could have tossed out fucking O'Reilly from the main event. And I would have been a lot happier. Yeah, I mean, I was missing a lot of context because most of these guys, I'm really, I'm vaguely familiar with a few of them. Yeah. Um, like I'd heard of Jay Lethal before, and I think I might have seen him wrestle back in the past. Yeah, um, he was on TNA. Okay, I watched a little bit of TNA. I just, but yeah, I mean, well, he was good. That Lethal Injection movie was pretty cool. I like the setup for it. Um, it's on every weekday. I mean, every weekday, every week. But since you don't have DVR or VCR, um, it's on ROH. Well, it's on the website every week. It is uploaded. So just go there and watch the new episode every week. So you're always be caught up. Yeah, it was a good show, especially for the price. Yeah, especially since I get a discount since I'm a ringside member. But, yep, that's it. That's that, That's it for the show. Um, I don't know. Maybe you get caught up. If you start watching it every week, maybe we'll start doing reviews or something more often. Maybe we'll... During the summer, when you have more time on your hands, you get more familiar with the product. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have the context of the rivalries and things like that. So, yeah. ROH is pretty easy to follow. Right now, Silas Young and uh, Dalton Castle are in a feud. So, though so they're getting ready to end. But. That is it for the show tonight. Uh, next week, NWA will be back on track with that. So um, that, yep, that's it. So um, I think maybe soon we will get Dan back. Hopefully, he's out fighting evil. It's keeping the world safe. Yeah. He's trying to find the cause of the, of the UFC curse. All right. Well, for Scott and Dan, goodbye.